the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Plan Your Estate Radio with your host, San Jose Estate Planning Attorney Bob Bergman. Bob's been practicing law for over 30 years and is certified by the State Bar of California as a legal specialist in estate planning trust and probate law. Bob is here to help you set your house in order with valuable insights you can use today to prepare a better tomorrow for your loved ones. And now your host for Plan Your Estate Radio, Attorney Bob Bergman. Good afternoon, Bay Area, and welcome to the first show of the new year, 2022. Hopefully this year will be a better year for all of us here in the Bay Area, the United States, and the rest of the world. Um, We're just kind of living from moment to moment here in my household, uh, hopeful week to week that uh, our children don't end up with a positive test uh, for any kind of COVID, forcing them to stay home from school and do school remotely. It uh, really doesn't work all that well for uh, for one of my daughters. And it really, uh, I just, I have found that it's just uh, not really the best way to do remote learning. I'm very sad to hear that there are entire school districts in the country where uh, the children are not back in school at all. And uh, it, it, it's very disconcerting to me that that's the case because so many children lost the school year, the 2020-2021 school year, and now to have children uh, now losing, starting to lose the second half of this current school year, it's just very, very difficult. So all of you out there, please uh, pray for our children, pray for our teachers, pray for our schools, pray for our country that will get to the other side of this and that the pandemic will become endemic and we're concentrating uh, on less on prevention and more on cures and uh, treating people who actually have um, bad results from the virus. Uh, Fortunately, good news, it seems like so far the most prevalent strain of the virus, the Omicron, uh, for the most part has people either uh, asymptomatic or have mild symptoms. Um, There's not as much hospitalization And there really uh, does not appear to be more than a few confirmed deaths. So hopefully that means that the virus is mutating and becoming weaker and weaker and may end up being very similar to the common cold, something that we have been dealing with as a society for, uh, for decades. And I, for one, am looking forward to when we can look at this in the rearview mirror and say, 
we'll just manage things and it's going to be part of what we have to deal with just like the flu um, which is a seasonal thing as well so everybody let's uh, let's pray that that ends up being the case so that our country can get fully back to work fully open our children can get fully back to school in in a normal way and, and get back to some normalcy in our lives I want to let you all know that uh, I have just now scheduled a um, a new workshop for um, for here in 2022. I'm literally just now publishing that uh, that new workshop and uh, on Eventbrite.com. It's going to be on February 12th. And uh, February 12th of, of this year. And um, it's going to be, again, at the Silicon Valley Business Center, which is uh, in San Jose, in, in the Cambrian Park area of San Jose, uh, a half a block from Lee Avenue. It's a couple of blocks from my office, which makes it very handy for that purpose. Uh, Stales uh, have actually... Uh, started now, if you go to eventbrite.com, search for the estate planning workshop on February 12th of 2022. I am literally having it go live right now. I am uh, publishing it. It's going live right now. And tickets actually go on sale starting at 3 o'clock today. Now, when I say tickets go on sale, what I mean is... You can go and you can make a reservation to come to the workshop. It is live, uh, so you uh, should wear a mask when you come. I'm taking up to 40 reservations. You can reserve more than just yourself. You could reserve yourself and a spouse or partner uh, or uh, friends as well or other family members. I think I have it set up so that you could uh, make, I think, up to eight reservations on one, uh, eight tickets on one. But it is free. Uh, all I ask is that if you do register and you're, you know you're not going to be able to attend, that you let me know so I can open up your space for someone else. Because uh, the last one I did back in December, I had 33 or 34 people who showed up. So it was more than 75% full. And I think um, this workshop here in February might end up being close to full because of pent-up demand. So as I said, this is the first show of 2022. It's good to be back on the air. If you're a regular listener, you know that I was pre-recorded the last two, um, last two uh, Fridays. Uh, both Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve, I, I decided it was more important for me to spend time with my family on those days, which I did. Uh, and now, uh, when I'm done with the show today, I do what I normally do on Fridays, and that's go pick up my children from school. Uh, I quickly leave the office and I head over to their school, which is about five minutes away, and get in line and pick them up and then take them home for the day. But what I'm going to do today is I'm going to go through my usual format, which is covering 
questions and comments from around the state of California. And these are actual situations that people are facing. If you're just joining the show for the first time, I have not made up these situations. These are actual situations, questions, and situations that people have provided through a portal to attorneys. And I have found over the years that many times these questions are not unusual and they apply to many people facing similar situations. So um, I wanted to uh, continue on with my normal protocol and cover those questions and comments because I think uh, you may hear something that will be beneficial to you or might be a situation that you are personally facing right now. Now, the first one's out of Palm Springs, California. And the question is, just transfer of a property through a quitclaim deed between non-registered domestic partners carry any tax liability? And the person said, my partner bought me out of a property we co-owned. Do I have to report the monetary gain, although it was not recorded as a sale? The answer to that question is yes. If you are not registered domestic partners, um, let's start with this way. If you're registered domestic partners registered with the state of California, then this kind of transaction is not a taxable event for state income tax purposes. However, at the federal level, people who are unrelated to each other, even registered domestic partners, they uh, actually need to um, they need to declare a transaction like this. So there will actually be tax. So we're going to come back after the break and we'll continue with more Plan Your Estate Radio. This is Attorney Bob Bergman. This is Plan Your Estate Radio with San Jose estate planning attorney Bob Bergman on AM 1220 KDOW. And welcome back to the second segment of our show today. I want to let you know that uh, during the break, I uh, actually went into my main website and I updated my workshops and seminars link to reflect the new seminar Uh, While I'm on the air here, I'm going to double check that the link is working. Yes, it's working. So uh, if you go to lawbob, L-A-W-B-O-B dot com, you'll actually be able to to, uh, register uh, by going through my website as well. Because what it will do is uh, when you click on the link, when you click on the registration button, it will actually take you to Eventbrite so that you can register. So hopefully uh, hopefully um, some of you listening will decide it's worth, uh, worth coming to my workshop. Um, I've had a couple of them so far uh, towards the end of last year, uh, and both of them were well-received. I think if you're even thinking about doing estate planning, it's going to be worthwhile to you to actually um, come to 
a workshop like this because it will help you uh, help you think about what some of the issues are. Uh, you'll hear about things that maybe you never realized could be issues, uh, and it might actually prompt you to to come and listen to what I have to say, or even to book a free consultation with me. My consultations are um, are offered actually either on the telephone as a Zoom meeting or in person in my office in Cambrian Park. I, uh, I'm a big believer in uh, meeting in person, but we'll do whatever you feel is most comfortable. Um, I'm very flexible. I want to let you all know that everyone attending will receive a hard copy of my newly updated 2022 California Consumer Guide to Wills, Living Trusts, and Estate Planning. Um, This is a guide that I originally wrote about 12 or 13 years ago, and I update it every year as changes happen in the law and new things come into the law. And so my new Consumer Guide, it talks about um, some updates in the law. It does not talk about Proposition 19 uh, because that is too complex a topic to try and put in a guide like this. But it talks about living trusts and wills, powers of attorney, avoiding conservatorship, avoiding probate. Very, very useful uh, brochure to read. You can actually go to my website at lawbob.com and click on the link for resources where you could actually uh, type in a little information, submit it, and get a downloadable PDF copy of that guide which you're free to share with anyone you wish. It is um, it is designed for as many people to read it as possible. So let's go back to uh, some more questions and comments from around the state of California. All right, here. Can a petition through the probate court be used to get copies of a trust from the trustee for the family members? So can a petition be done without an open probate case? Absolutely. You you don't have to have an open probate case to petition in the probate court. I do a lot of probate court petitions that have nothing to do with a probate matter. Uh, They have to do with trusts. Um, And here what they're saying is the trustee will not give copies to anyone to know anything. The trustee is the daughter of her father who died. None of the siblings have a copy of the will or trust and his surviving wife can't find her copy. They don't know if they're beneficiaries or not, but legally they could be. Well, I will tell you this. The trustee of the trust has a legal obligation to provide a copy of the terms of the trust to every beneficiary named in the trust. Uh, That's Probate Code Section 16061.7. Uh, So if this uh, sibling here has not sent out copies of the terms of the trust to uh, the beneficiaries, she has not complied with the law. And I will say also that most practitioners would take the position that even a child who has been disinherited by the trust is entitled to receive a copy of the terms of the trust. Now, it doesn't mean they're entitled to receive copies of 
prior trusts signed by the person who died, um, but they're entitled to receive a copy of the current trust because uh, someone who is disinherited might very well want to file a claim that the new trust that disinherited them was obtained through undue influence, by fraud, menace, duress, or by mistake. And and so unless they see the trust, they don't know whether or not there's something for them to complain about. Uh, whereas if uh, the terms of the trust are sent out to everybody, it starts a time clock running uh, for, uh, during which if someone does not bring an action in the probate court to um, to contest the trust, after a certain amount of time, they are foreclosed, meaning that they're not permitted to bring that action anymore. In this case, you can absolutely petition the court to demand that the trustee turn over a copy of the trust. I would probably start first by going to an attorney such as myself to write a letter to the trustee pointing out the trustee's actual legal obligations to um, to provide that trust and um, and then in the process uh, actually uh, actually uh, have them um, uh, and then if they don't then you may have to file an action so um, here we go we have about a minute left to go before the bottom of the hour so uh, I thought maybe I would just uh, reiterate to those of you, if you've just joined the show, I do have my first estate planning workshop of 2022 now coming up on Saturday, February 12th. It will start at 9 o'clock and go till about 1030 at the Silicon Valley Business Center in San Jose. It is free. You can register through my website at lawbob.com. Go to the Seminars and Workshops link, or you can go to eventbrite.com and search for Estate Planning Workshop on February 12th. So I'll see you on the other side of the mid-show break. Now, back to Plan Your Estate Radio with attorney Bob Bergman. Welcome back to the second half of our show today. I would like to uh, continue on with more questions and comments around the state of California. So uh, here's an interesting, uh, interesting one that uh, I don't know. I, I think in this case, I would probably tell the person they really should talk to an attorney where they're at says, uh, my sister used her husband's sister, who uh, says she cleaned up our father's property after he died and then paid her 500 bucks. She also gave someone um, a power of attorney on my father's truck that had no beneficiary and was not in a trust. Not sure why she did that, but the truck was worth 34000 She sold it for 16000 uh, then she put everything into a trust she created after Dad died. Then spent a hundred and fifty-four thousand dollars on what she called fixing up the house that had nothing wrong with it, because she was trustee. She said she could do what she wanted. Well, let me tell you something. I've talked about this before on my show. Being the trustee of a trust 
is not the same as being a dictator or or the imperial ruler of a country. It's actually far from that. <coughs> being the trustee of a trust means that you are actually uh, you are actually in in charge of the trust, but you have obligations to handle your responsibilities as the trustee uh, with regard to the beneficiaries of the trust including even preferring the beneficiaries of the trust over your own interests. A trustee of a trust is a servant. The trustee of the trust works for the beneficiaries of the trust. The trustee is not a dictator, is not an absolute ruler, and the trustee of a trust who takes that attitude and just does whatever they want without regard for the interests of the of the uh, other the beneficiaries of the trust um, is heading for a world of hurt a trustee that behaves that way and acts in a manner that is contrary to uh, the the wishes of the beneficiaries and the needs of the beneficiaries and everything else that trustee could end up actually, losing control of uh, their uh, of being the trustee. They could be removed by a court um, uh, for being a trust being a trustee because of their behavior. And in some cases, they may have uh, losses or other damages charged back against them. If the trustee is a beneficiary, they may have a court charged back against their interest uh, losses that they incurred because of misbehavior. Um, trustees, being a trustee is not something you do lightly. Those of you out there who've decided, oh, well, uh, I've done a trust and I'm going to put my oldest child in as trustee, even though my middle child is more financially astute and would be better at it, but I'm going to put my oldest child in because they're the oldest. Let me tell you. Big mistake. Picking a trustee is more important than picking out a new pair of shoes uh, or something like that. Uh, you, you really need to think about who's going to be able to handle this job or who's going to be able to actually things they can't do. They're going to hire somebody to help them with that rather than to try and do it their own way in a very poor manner. Uh, who can you actually trust? Who is going to follow your wishes and not decide that they know what's better for everybody else and kind of do their own thing without regard to what your wishes were and what you have uh, stated in your estate plan? Um, I'm very big on this in my planning process um, because I think it's uh, it is so crucial to uh, to have uh, have people selected for um, to be trustees of a trust who are trustworthy and who are going to get assistance if they need assistance as opposed to just trying to go it on their own. I've seen a lot of well-meaning trustees completely foul things up because they don't really, um, they don't know what they're doing and they also are in many cases not interested in getting help and they end up getting into trouble. 
and you get into enough trouble, you're probably going to be removed by a court, and the court might uh, punish you financially for the actions that you took. So um, here, this person right here, uh, I would say start with an attorney writing a letter to your sister or to the sister and explain to her you have legal obligations. And if she blows that letter off, then maybe you need to go to court, petition the court to not only have the trust turned over, but maybe to have her removed as the trustee. And if you can get all the beneficiaries or potential beneficiaries on the same page, it's going to be very powerful when you go into the court. Okay. Here out of San Francisco, if a simple trust is court-supervised, must it seek an order for distribution? Now, I've never in my practice handled a court-supervised trust. All the trusts that I deal with are ones that either I created uh, as a living trust or else someone else created, and now I'm assisting in the administration of the trust. I have not had a trust, this is full disclosure, I have not had a trust that has been court-supervised. That typically would be a trust set up by somebody's will where they left property in trust for somebody. In this case, it says, my uncle is the trustee of my great-grandfather's trust. It's a simple trust that says all assets must be distributed upon death. The only assets are cash. The trust was under court supervision for accounting. Hmm, that's interesting. That suggests that someone went to court and demanded an accounting because one wasn't being provided. It says, my uncle now claims he needs a court order to allow for a distribution. There are only three beneficiaries were all willing to sign off on the distribution. Since he didn't think about this beforehand, he now wants to seek an ex parte order from the court because apparently after March 6, there will be a tax hit to the three beneficiaries. Does he really need a court order to distribute? Or if we all agree, can he just make the distribution? I would think that if all the beneficiaries agree um, that he can make the distribution and they sign off and they release the uncle from liability for making the distribution... I don't see any reason why they couldn't do that because really the, the potential downside for the uncle as trustee is, well, one of the beneficiaries is going to come, come back later and sue me for some reason for making the distribution. Well, if all three beneficiaries sign off on a document saying we hereby agree to and we hereby consent to having the distribution made by the trustee, Uncle Joe, um, and they sign that off, and I would say also sign it off, have signatures notarized and everything else, and maybe even put in language saying they're releasing Uncle Joe uh, from any liability for uh, making the distribution. I don't see why they couldn't do it. Um, I think that would be perfectly appropriate. Out of Oakland, California, someone asked the question, says, I'm a homeowner with a $1.2 million property, are there any laws or changes in laws that go into effect regarding living trusts in 2022? I need to know if I need to make changes in the next couple of days. This question was asked on January 4th of this year, so a few days ago. 
it seems to me that if laws go into effect in 2022, they probably already have gone into effect, and it's a little late to make a change. But that being said, there's really no changes in the laws that went into that go into effect this year that really affect living trusts in any way. Uh, just as as an aside, the only change that maybe kind of does is the federal estate tax exclusion amount uh, went up from $11.7 million per person dying who's eligible to $12.5 million. What that means is a married couple who are otherwise eligible, meaning that they're U.S. citizens or U.S. tax residents, if they're permanent residents and they pay live and they pay taxes here in the United States, they could pass on up to $25 million to um, to anyone they wish without any federal estate tax. Now, those numbers are going to keep going up for a few more years, but they are going to actually change uh, unless Congress acts to make, to make it permanent or do something else. They're going to change, and effective January 1 of 2026, the current federal estate tax exclusion will be rolled back to um, the earlier exclusion indexed for inflation, and it's probably going to end up being roughly 50% of whatever the exclusion is January 1 of 2026. Uh, they tie the exclusion into the consumer price index, so if there's a large consumer price index increase, the exclusion goes up by a larger amount year over year. Okay, we're coming up on the second break of our show today and after the break i'll finish up the show this is attorney bob bergman host of plan your estate radio talk with you now back to plan your estate radio once again your host estate planning trust and probate law specialist attorney bob bergman and welcome back to the final segment of our show today i'll tell you uh i'll tell you to my listening audience it's good to be back on the air Uh, It's good to be back on the air at the start of a new year. I'm looking forward to having a great year here in 2022, uh, 2022, both uh, for my family and uh, and for me personally. I'm looking forward to a better health year as I slowly but surely but steadily recover from the uh, stroke I had back in February of last year. I'm working on recovering full use of my left hand so I can type like a pro what I used to do, which now I type like I've never looked uh, at a keyboard before. It's kind of annoying, but uh, I'm looking forward to a good year. I hope uh, all of you are maybe a little more optimistic about the year that uh, we're going to kind of come out on the other side of this pandemic and enter into a more normal uh, endemic stage of the disease we've been dealing with so that we can start managing it and getting back to um, pretty much our normal lives, still being careful, but not living constantly in fear. Um, I'm not a fear-driven person. Uh, those who know me know that that uh, I'm a practical person, uh, but I'm not driven by fear. And I have decided I am not going to live life in fear. 
Instead, I'm going to live my life. I'm going to be careful, of course, but uh, I can't sit around in my house locked up in a room afraid to go out. I mean, um, those of you um, who have been on been on the air with me, I've been on the air about three and a half years now. Actually, now that I think about it, in March it will be four years on the air. And uh, it will be the end of four years on the air. And since March of 2020, when Santa Clara County was shut down, followed by pretty much the whole Bay Area, I have had appointments in my office. As soon as I was permitted to, I had appointments in my office, following protocols, uh, wearing masks. And that's even before we had any kind of a vaccine or what passed for a vaccine. So um, I, I believe in that. I believe people need to see other people, and uh, and and that's that's kind of the approach I take. Yes, maybe I've been courting death all along, but I'm also a realist. Um, I figure that at some point or another, uh, I'm going to be uh, become quote infected with uh, the virus or one of the variants, and uh, I may have already been infected for all I know. Um, but if I was, I did not show any symptoms of any kind, uh, even though I am a high-risk individual. So it affects everybody differently. And uh, if if I if I do get sick, um, then I will follow the protocols to get better and do whatever needs to be done, what, whatever treatments uh, uh, there are available. I will be looking at those treatments. Okay. So here is something out of Long Beach, and I have to kind of share this because, in a sense, it's a a little bit on the humorous side. Um, uh, The sad thing is uh, these people lost their son who was unmarried and lived with us. But as they put it, our unmarried son who lived with us has passed away and left two crappy cars. (laughs) That's literally what it says. Two crappy cars. How do we get the title on our deceased son's cars? Well, if the son was unmarried and had no children, then the heirs under the law would be the son's parents, if the parents are alive. And I assume the parents are asking this question. They should be able to go to the DMV uh, with the registration, fill out paperwork at the DMV, uh, asserting that they are the ones who would inherit from their son. I'm assuming their son does not have much of anything else other than these two crappy cars. Uh, they should be able to do it at the DMV, fill out paperwork, uh, showing uh, proof that he has died, showing that um, he had no will, um, and, and all of that, and, and they should be able to take it over pretty easily. Okay, is it a problem that the name of the trust contains a date different than when the trust was signed? Uh, Mom has a revocable living trust. Unfortunately, she's now medically incompetent in a care facility. I was recently reviewing her documents. Notice the name of her trust is her full name, dated January 3, 2019. However, she did not sign the trust until January 23, 2019. She also had it notarized. When she signed, I understand a trust could be called anything. Uh, is this of concern? Well, not really, uh, because the fact is that it was signed. The trust is in effect. And if there's any question about it, it can just, you know, it, it's something that can 
be fairly easily explained, so I wouldn't worry too much about it. We're coming up on the end of the show today. I wanted to remind you all that my first estate planning workshop of 2022 is coming up on February 12th. You can register at eventbrite.com. Look for estate planning workshop on that date or go to lawbob.com. Go to seminars and workshops and click on the registration button there. It will take you to Eventbrite. So this is attorney Bob Bergman, host of Plan Your State Radio, and I will get back to you next Friday. With estate planning attorney Bob Bergman. For more information on today's program or to schedule a consultation, visit lawbob.com. L-A-W-B-O-B, lawbob.com. Or call his office in San Jose, 408-247-0444. That's 408-247-0444. And be sure to tune in next week for more Plan Your Estate Radio with attorney Bob Bergman. Opinions expressed in the preceding program do not necessarily represent the views of the ownership, staff, or management of this station and are for informational purposes only and should not be construed to be legal, financial, or tax advice. Seek appropriate legal advice regarding your particular situation. Attorney Bob Bergman does not offer any guarantees with regard to the outcome of your legal matter. Prior results in other cases do not guarantee a similar outcome in your case. All rights reserved. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 